You're listening to What The Four Podcast in association with Viper Goalkeeping. All aboard the gas bath. I don't know if I'm going to be able to feel again how I felt at Wembley at half time. It's understanding and embracing a way of playing football. There were so many things going on at the club. He took a penalty last month at Everton. He's taking one. You know, I'm, I'm being in a position where he's thinking, He scores that, we win. Or the club, lose a player. It could be very important for the future of the club. first big rumour that I want to ask about, because there's so many rumours about this, but there was a big rumour that we had all but completed the signing of Virgil van Dijk. Apparently he's wearing the shirt, a fee had been agreed with Celtic. No, 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 that club, we were interested. But I'll tell you where it's coming from that, because it's, it's funny, because I, I said that when, when I was at Brighton, mm-hmm. I, went, I went to Groningen, yep. Groningen to watch him live. And after 20 minutes watching the game, with my assistant, with Tano, uh, I know we had to sign. It was too easy for him. It was like it was, without respect for the rest of the players in that game, <laughs> in the Dutch league, it was like a first-team player playing with under-15 yeah. in a training session. It was incredible. Now, at, at that time, the price was $3 million, And Brighton was not able to buy him because uh, our most expensive player was 1.5, I think, or 1.7. Yeah. So for a defender, three million. I mean, the year after, we bought Leo Yoa for three million, yeah. but because he was a striker. Yeah, so of course. Defender, no chance. <clears throat> so then he goes the following year. He was to to Celtic. I knew him. So when they said to me the possibility of uh, of uh, getting him, we were very very interested. But it was it was never as close as many people have said. Apparently, he came for talks and everything, but that that never happened. Well, but listen, uh, the truth is, we were interested. We were in contact with the agents and we were in contact knowing you know his idea so it, it, it was it was contact yes for sure now uh, officially in terms of uh, an offer I don't remember maybe but we were we were really into it yes for sure 100% sure another player that and we've spoke to you in this interview already about how you lose players and you can afford to lose maybe one but we lost so many from that team Virginie came back um, but you lost late, back. too late. Yeah, very late. Too late. It's very it cost, late. It cost us practically nothing, but it came late. Uh, that that is, I mean, you you had to go to what we spend it in that summer. I think it's fourteen million or fifteen million. I mean, yeah. we are a Premiership team. It's been struggling badly. Who the year before brought fifteen, sixteen players or whatever it was under Paolo. That most of them they were going. Uh, we had the base of a team that we were losing it. So my idea was, okay, the, the players that we're going to lose, we're going to do nothing. No, it's Jack Colbert gone or Phil Barnes is gone. But the players that we, we know that they want to come back and we can get them, key, Marcos Alonso, Fabio Borini, just do it. Close your eyes and do it. They're a premiership club. And it looked like 
I was wrong. Yeah. Or I was pushing too much the financial side. It's depending, you know, what you put in the balance and how you want to buy the players and how you want to do the club, which is clearly is a, I had an idea when I signed the contract, uh, thinking and believing that I would be more important on the, on the part of the decisions than what I was afterwards. So you become a coach. To call yeah. Sorry, I don't like when people say to you, no one player will come in here if you don't want it. Because that's cheap. I'll tell you why it's cheap. I need a right back. So at the end, I'm going to have to say yes to one right back, wherever or whichever is that right back, obviously. Or I'm going to play with our right back in the Premier League. Simple. Now I'm going to tell people, we played the first game of the season without a right back. Yeah. We're from away. Okay? Because uh, uh, our only right back was injured, and we were not deciding on Virginia yet, who gave us an incredible hand on the last six games of the season when we done the miracle. Now, was Virginia a right back? No, it was a center half. But because we didn't, we were not able to bring anyone. Yeah. And then it's a, they bring someone we knew. We didn't bring Marcos Alonso. We didn't bring... <laughs> at least we know this one get him in he gave us a great hand as a right back against Man City away against Chelsea away against Man United away but not because it was a player that we needed to play uh, the same happened with Marcos Alonso I mean if I don't remember wrongly the, the price was 3.5 million with an extra million it was staying up or whatever it was we were not able to buy him fair enough now don't tell me that because after he's coming a player, it's my player because I say yes. Obviously, I need a left back. And Patrick Vanan only came, and he's a left back, and he's doing very well in the Premier League. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I brand him. And that kind of situation, they are unfair. Now you go a system, and there is a sport director that is trying to put the club right, mm -hmm. and knowing the players that they need to bring, for you to go and coach. Later. Now, under that system, I would like to ask the people why the coach is responsible, main responsible. When it comes to Alonso, then, obviously, I think you mentioned 3.5 there, which is nothing compared to what he went for about a season later. Van Anholt, 1.5. Although Van Anholt went on to do quite well for us and, and did make a profit, but maybe not the profit Alonso would have made or the impact Alonso would have made. Were you quite desperate to bring Marcus Alonso back? No, I, I want to explain why. Uh, because it's a situation that people will maybe take it wrongly. And yeah. I hope people rise. Here is not that one is better than the other. or Here is one. He's been with us for six months. We know him. We know how much he's improving. Because when he came, he had some issues defensively. And we were working daily with him. And we were convincing him. And we were making it part. Who knew the city. We knew in the north, and he was more than happy to come and play for us in the Premier League. And then we got another one, which is young, which the sport director knows him well, yeah, which has been in London, which is going to come to a club, which we think it got certain qualities, that, but we don't know how it's going to work because football is unpredictable. I mean, you can name him 100 players that went to Sunderland left after six months. Why yeah. even? For whatever reason. So my, in my mind, it was simple. Okay, if the difference is seven, eight, nine million, and we got no money, fair enough. Put everything in consideration. 
tell the manager, okay, this is where you go, this is what you're gonna get, this is what we're gonna do. And then you work or you don't. If you don't like it, you go, you resign. And if you like it, you take it and you shut up. But I don't think it was that the situation. The situation here was that it was the club deciding a certain structure of certain players, and you, you have to coach them. And, uh, and I don't think it works. I don't. I don't. I, I said it many times, and it sounds too stupid. I need to have a relationship with the, with the sport director that is similar to the one I have with my wife. We're going to disagree in things, but we're living together. Yeah. And you have to get on with it. Simple. <laughs> now, you need to know me, and I need to know you. Now, if you're going to think that you're going to do it your way, it's not going to work. The same for the manager. I'm not asking for power. I'm asking for common sense. We've done something incredible somehow. Now listen to me. Yeah. Nothing. They can say from the other side. Maybe they say that they listen to me. I mean, compare the two teams. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if you remember one game from the second season. How is possible in my second season where we should be better technically, tactically, physically, organization, style of play, we are not. We are because we lost the main things that I told you in terms of, you know, the understanding, the togetherness. The... Now, it costs money. And then you finish playing anyway. Jack Rowell, uh, when we bought him, I thought we would be maximum six million. I don't know if it's true, but we're talking about 10 million after. I don't know if it's true. I cannot tell you because I didn't see the paper. Yeah. Now, if it was 10 million, and I'm only talking if it was 10 million, 10 million was the price of key. <laughs> Maybe less. And I, another player that had been there, I know him, I know what he can give me. A player that when I came to, to Sunderland, he wanted to play only in front of the midfield, and I convinced him to play in an offensive role. And after, he didn't want to play in the defensive one. <laughs> he wanted to play in there because he loved it. And you know how professional he is. You know how good he is mentally. So then you say, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm, I'm an absolute idiot. So that's the situation he hurts. When you know, and unfortunately, like I said to you outside the record, but I can tell you, is I hate that it's been proven right. I hate it because of people like you, you know, the Sunderland fans. Now I hope that the Sunderland fans, they go back to what they were thinking about me. That was crazy and, and telling too many things. And they go, fuck it, maybe he was right. You know, simple as that. With that, I'm happy because I was only doing it for us, not for me. That's what people doesn't understand. When I say something that is true, it's for everybody. I'm part of the club. Now the club becomes the most important thing with my family. I would like to ask how many, how many Sunderland fans didn't sleep after losing a game and being bottom again after Tottenham. Yeah. I didn't. I promise you that. Okay? I was devastated. I, my life changed. I don't know how many years of my life I lost in my year and a half at Sunderland. <laughs> and people think that you are against. You're mad. You, you should be mad. You cannot be against. Because, like I said to you, if the players are good and they are good and they do certain things in a nice way, I'm a great manager. You are the best fans in the world. You are the best CEO. You are the best sport director. You are the best chairman. Now, if we go the other way around, the top is the best, and the bottom is the worst, we rubbish. And at the end, you're finishing the one. One thing I've probably, I've gone probably too far. There was one thing, I suppose, a pretty straightforward question. And you sort of touched on it before when we spoke about the, the Chelsea quarterfinal 
I think a lot of people at the time, and it's almost become like an in-joke, um, the weakened team at Hull. In hindsight, do you wish that you played a stronger team against Hull? No. I'll tell you why. Uh, it's exactly the same that I said to you. At that time, we were, after the final, yeah. we were on the way down. I knew what happened with the cup, and I didn't want to make the same mistake. Meaning, and that's a good question for you as a fan. Would you prefer to try, not to go, but to try to go to the final and go down? Or to lose a brother? Ah, or to lose that game and stay up? Because that's what people doesn't know. I, I need to analyze things from a different point of view. And I thought that the cup helped us to a point. And as soon as we qualified for the final, we started yeah. downhill and after the final was terrible. So I'm thinking, I cannot do the same. So I analyzed how we done the other cup, Southampton, Chelsea, weak in the team. And I said, I'm not going to take a massive risk. I'm going to try to do similar. Now, Yes, I know it's frustrated, and I think the people need to understand. The, the worst situation for a manager is if you start doing what people want you to do. Because then you don't control what you think is best for the team. It's very easy, eh? The easiest part is do what people want. What do you want? Yeah, FA Cup final, come on, we put the first game. Ah. The problem is what you... No, the problem is what you said. That Wednesday... We beat uh, Paul, and everybody happy. And then suddenly you lose at home against whatever Norwich, and they kill you. Yeah. And and at the end you are the same manager. So the idea is, I have to put myself in the same position, away from everybody, fans, and everything, and try to make sure that I was able to achieve somehow. I didn't know it would be how it was, but what the club asked me to do. I mean, when I met the chairman for the first time, which I have to say, on the record, please, yeah. uh, Ellie Shaw with me was fantastic all the time. He wasn't there most of the time, so it's very easy to blame me. You can blame me for not being there, but you cannot mm -hmm. blame me for what he was trying to do. Um, um, he's, he's, uh, he asked me, and he's someone who can save the team. He never asked me to go to any final. He never asked me, you know, the fans asked me to be Newcastle, which I mean, I suppose is, is natural as well from Ellie Short. But so I was focused on, on what I needed to do because that's what the club asked me to do. Yeah. Uh, there is a goal, you know, any company in the world, like a football club, you got a goal in there. Then you say, okay, how can I get that goal? So you need to start looking for the people who is going to do the work or the players and the manager to achieve that goal with a strategy, but it's more or less the same than in a company. So the season started with that goal. It didn't work under Paolo Di Cano. There is a change and because they're trying to achieve that goal because maybe they think that the people that they choose, they are not the right ones. And sometimes it doesn't matter what you do, you go down. So I was focused on that and knowing the other side. Probably because of what we've done in the previous cup, it took people like you on the fans saying, no, we're going to do the same. But no, I was, like I said to you, it's very important for a coach. Very important. But wait, wait. It's not the way I am. I'm not doing things because it's what most people want me to do. I cannot work like that. I prefer not to work, even if it sounds 
a little bit too strong because then it's too easy. You know, uh, they want the strongest team, play the strongest team. Uh, they start singing whatever name, Gomez, Gomez, you go, Gomez, warm up, hey, Gomez in. My mom, I say, Tichu can be a manager like that. You know, you just yeah. put the, what people want. So you need to make decisions. Sometimes they affect you badly. But I don't think it was a problem there. I, I, think, I think the main problem with the, with the Sunderland fan was the second year when nowadays when with social media, when so many things are not. Yeah. They start commenting things. Uh, my, my first thing coach used to say all the time, Gaffa, Gaffa, when somebody says a, a lie 10 times, it becomes true. Mm. Because when I finished the game against Bradford, that was embarrassing, by the way. We didn't play bad, but you know, getting out of that cup, it was, it was painful. And I go to the press conference and, and they say that the fans that were singing against me because I say that the fans that were responsible for what the team was, I said, uh, I said to the press, show me. Show me when and where I say that. Because I didn't. I never say nothing. I'm the one telling you, we depend on the players. That one, that one, that one is the place that they're on the beach. How am I going to say now that we lose because of the chairman of the funds? I mean, it's stupid from me. Uh, but probably somebody put it somewhere. Yeah. That become uh, people that is so clever to say, I know because I was there, G26 in um, <laughs> Twitter. Yeah? yeah. And the other people said, <laughs> Are you sure I was there? Uh, and people talk to, and it becomes truth when it's not. It's not one piece of paper, radio, television interview that they say. Now, like I said to you as well in the beginning when we did the interview, it's very important that I know what I say. It's depending how you interpret my words. Yeah. When I said I'm trying to change a style of football, and I still I don't convince the people that they're still living in Queens and Phillips style of play. Long ball for Queenie, second ball for Kevin Phillips, goal, then we go a problem. Now, that doesn't mean that we're playing bad because of the fans. I mean, we, so that was the problem. When people try to think to, no, it's what I said. It was a great, a way, a great time. I play against that team. I lost 4 nil against that. 4-1, sorry. 4-1. Scored. You scored, you I did. Scored. Yeah. <laughs> so, what I mean is, it was in very difficult to play against Sunderland. That Sunderland now, uh, I cannot train the team to play that way. I yeah. can't, because I don't know. So, we train the team to play a certain way, but if you still want that, I'm not the manager. It's very simple. Look, I put myself first. If you want that job, then the club needs to create a, player, a manager to play that way. Simple. Yeah. Now, somehow they twisted a little bit and it become all against me. But, uh, no, I don't regret changing the team in the cup because uh, I know how difficult it is to get to the final. I play in teams that they were cup teams, but I, I know how difficult it is to go all the way through, even if fans were not happy. Decisions that sometimes they go right, sometimes they go wrong. And I, 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 you know, that, that's the moment where you have to go, hey, two months ago, you killed me. It's not me. It's just a matter of knowing you. I would like to explain why. And sometimes the clubs, they don't want you to play. Yeah. You do things. You know, uh, I, I would like to go the day before or a week before and say, uh, I would like to inform the fans that maybe we're going to play a mixed team for the, the game. I need to tell you that we're going to go to the final. And I went to say, uh, kind of lie to you. 
I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm not like that. I'm fortunate, you say. Yeah, I cannot work like that. It's, it's impossible to work like that. I, I cannot believe how people can tell you one thing one day and the next totally opposite. I lose respect for those people. One thing, just going back to the, the summer of 2014, I, I love Fabio and I very much love, I think the height of everyone loving Fabio is at that point because of the season he's had and the, the way that he fitted in the team. Um, obviously, a bid was accepted of 14 million. Now, a lot of the time, and this is just fans' perception, I think, I felt like we chased him for a long time. And unfortunately for us at that point, it was, it was unsuccessful. Um, was there a reason that fell down or was it just a case of Fabio at that point wanted to prove himself at Liverpool? My, my point of view is, um, I think we were slow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to a point that uh, putting myself in the other side, it was a little bit frustrating for Fabio. So that, that famous day that he jumped in, on the plane to go to America with Liverpool. Yep. Uh, and uh, put doubts on if Fabio wanted to come or not. It's a fair on Fabio. You know, like, uh, I, I remember when we finished the season before and I started talking to Ellie Short about staying or not, I, I asked Ellis, Chairman, uh, give me 10 days. Let me go away because my last seven months in Sunderland were like, <laughs> I was like going and, you know, and, and I remember that we went with the staff away uh, and when we came back and met him in London and we had a great meeting and he told me about Lee Congerton and everything that was going on for next year and we done the new contract and, and everything looking fantastic. So from that day, end of May, because I had the, the close that it was at the end of May to leave or, or to the club to release me. If it was me, I would make an offer for Marcos Alonso, Key and Fabio Borini that day. Now I know, I'm not stupid, I know that companies work in a certain way, you need to wait for certain times, you need to do the things in a certain way. Okay. I understand that things work differently, but for me, me, as a coach, that's the day. It's not tomorrow, it's not in five minutes, it's now. So then uh, we started seeing the rest of the contracts. Um, like I said to you, we're going to go that with Fiorentina for Marcos Alonso. Then we started seeing for another left back. Uh, we signed the right back, uh, Billy Jones. Yeah. We needed another one because we lost both Cheluska and Phil Bansley and Virginia, the three of them. So we started looking for another one. I don't know if you know, we went to Portugal on preseason and I played two games in preseason, uh, Mavrayas. Yeah, right back. Yeah, right I remember. Back because we have no right back. But everybody was telling me, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm saying, well, we are in our third week of preseason. Um, we don't have a right back. Billy Jones is injured. I'm worried. It's not bad <laughs> to say I'm worried, but okay, if you tell me that I'm not worried, what can I do? Then you go to West Rome and you don't have a right back. Premiership game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that, that's why I, I, I get very frustrated. That's the moment when I said, this is not possible. We are a Premiership club and we are not acting as a Premiership club. And I know how it's going to finish. I'm going to pay the price. And people think, uh, you're going to get paid. It's, it's not all about money. We take advantage. I'm, I'm a privileged person. We take advantage of this crazy football world that every year is more money, more money, more money. Yeah? And we are part of it. And it's true, we take advantage. And I'm not hiding. 
but we, Uruguayans, we signed the contract. We put it inside. And from now on, that's there. Now the most important thing is to win on Saturday. And we do everything to win on Saturday. I'm not thinking about the contract. Oh, if I lose on Saturday, I got the contract there. I don't care about the contract. The contract is there. Yeah. And, and I was already getting in a position where you, you don't feel that you're going to be able to input your style straight away after what you've done for seven, eight months. Way of working, we can call it. Different way of understanding. Because it restarts again. And like you said before, people have to buy into that. And then you've got, you know, I think you've got Van Anholt replaces Alonso. You've got Gomez and Rodwell instead of Colback and Key. You're missing Barini completely. Um, and then forced to play Wickham on the left-hand side, who scored all the tried, goals. We tried to convince him, yeah. But you know who we were waiting? Uh, we, 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 we were trying... This is difficult for me, but you would understand. We, we were trying to buy a specific player mm-hmm. with a specific characteristics and it's the most important thing, mentality. Yeah, of course. And we were not able as a club, as an organization, to find uh, those uh, players. I'm not saying that they, when they come again, I repeat, and please put this right, I'm not saying they are bad players. Yeah. No, people doesn't understand that. I think Jarrod will go incredible potential. He had all his career. Uh, you don't know if he's right foot or left footed, powerful, big, good in the air. He had incredible potential. Uh, Patrick Banano, super quick, uh, incredible, uh, doing certain things. So we, we have players, Jordi Gomez on the ball, calm, covered, good technique, good eye for a goal of, you know, responsibility. There is plenty of players that they can help you. The situation here is when you as a coach, you want to play away and you want a characteristic, which is, I think, what I said to you, the relationship that you have to have with your sport director to be able to find the closest one to that characteristic. Yeah, with Congerton. And I know, um, sort of off the record, we spoke, and a, a lovely yeah. man, and there's a few people have told me very similar, but did you feel like almost the relationship between you both wasn't where it should have been, and that's where the problems first began in the second season, i.e., you know, you have the likes of Alonso and Key and Barini, those sort of players. I think, I think, I, think, I tell you, I, on, on record, I, I think Lee Congerton is a great person. I think he's a lovely yep. fan man. And I, I think if you stay, you go anywhere with him, it would be amazing. I think, I think we had a, a situation where he got to the club. It was his first job as his main sport director. Uh, and the club gave him a big, big responsibility who he took it uh, personally. Uh, what I mean with this is he thought, okay, uh, I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to start bringing players that I know they're going to be the future of this football club because I know, because of my experience and because I'm in charge now. Sometimes, uh, until you don't, like football, until you don't make a mistake, you don't know how to do it. I'm 100% sure that today is a better sport director, much better sport director than he was on the day. And I hope he knows for the things he's done. Now, if he, if he blames me or blames somebody else for the things that we've done in the summer, then he's very naive and he's not a better sport director. I'm 100% sure that he's better. And, and I hope he remembers not me upset when 
we were not doing deals because I got upset. It's the truth, and I'm not hiding it. But remember what I said to him about bringing the players for a certain football club, but for the manager who is going to be coaching the players. Uh, because that's the way it should work. When you got this kind of mentality of a sport director deciding the characteristics of, of the quality of the players and then put a coach to coach them, and then it doesn't work, and then oh, you sell the coach. No, no, but then you sell the coach and you pick another coach to coach those players, and then it doesn't work. I can be a sport director like that. You can be a sport director like that. You buy the yeah. ones that you like, and you bring any coach with a little bit of name and say, coach them. And if it works, you go, <laughs> I'm a genius. And if it doesn't work, I'm a coach. Oh, another coach. You're not coaching well. Well, maybe it's you that you're not being in the place you should be being. Or you're still with. The idea is to have that connection. That connection. And uh, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not blaming him. And I'm not blaming me. I think it's a 50-50 situation. It didn't work. We didn't have that connection. Unfortunately for Sunderland. Uh, me, I blame myself because at the end of the day, I'm the one in, in front of the team. And I think I, I try to be as clear as possible about which players we needed or which characteristics. Then maybe I, I don't in the wrong way. So I always, I always take responsibility. I don't try to hide. I'm not saying that it was anyone else apart from me accepting that role under those circumstances. And it didn't work. I, I would think that we would be in a better situation now if I was there. That's for sure. I'm not going to put myself now on the other side. Yeah. Now, the same way that I have a responsibility, I would tell you, it wouldn't happen, everything that happened, with me being in there, no chance. And I'm, I'm not, not being arrogant, I'm just being realistic, because I understood the club. And Sutherland until I die, show it. I know, I've been there. We, I, I asked on, on Twitter last night, and I, I sort of said off air, you know, what was people's best memories of Gus Poyet? And, you know, amongst Newcastle and Wembley and, and all the we memories three, that were we, there. Hey, we played three, we won three. And I was there for both. Thank you. That's funny. How, how difficult are both? Eh? One is an outstanding performance. Totally control is 3-0. The other one is a game which is tight. Yeah. With an incredible situation in the warm-up. That, um, with Revelier. Yeah. 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 gets injured and I need to play Sean O'Shea left back and, and play uh, Coates from the beginning. He didn't practically didn't warm up and he got a yellow card after 10 minutes. But somehow the team was good enough to believe in that last break. What a feeling. Oh, my what God. Day. What a day. No, what, no, no man. <laughs> what, what a feeling to play a derby game away from home and win it in the last second of the game. No, it was, it was spectacular. Absolutely out of this world. It was, uh, it was amazing. I, I had a... A good situation. I think it was the first game. I don't remember now if it was the first. I think it was the first game. The first game at uh, uh, St. James's. I do the press. And, and then, if you were there, maybe you remember. I had to come out to the pitch to do the radio. And when I come to the pitch, the whole stadium is empty. And the only thing that is there is the Sunderland fans. Yeah. And I'm there. <laughs> I'm in my own with the Sunderland fans. Wow, what a moment for me, personally. I do it, remember that. Yeah. It was spectacular. It was, I didn't know because I done the television, I done the newspaper. And when they said to me the radio, they said, no, no, let's go to the, so we go up and I'm talking to the guys, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. And I come up and you look and you say, yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> I start the, 
<laughs> trying to show it was spectacular. It was really good. Very, very good. Very, very good. I think uh, w- one of my really good memories from that, that win at Christmas uh, where we scored in the last minute was uh, Tariko, his celebration. That's just the, just the best. Just him just standing there doing that. Like, how did you remain so happy and calm in the same moment? Because you went crazy. You obviously looked at us yes. and your hands went in. There's that famous photo. But I just remember Tariko just like looking like, oh, my God, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, I mean, when, you know, we, the derby wins, like you said before, we control the 3-0 and Wembley and things like that. We control the 3-0. The Barini game was fantastic. But winning in the last minute, just before Christmas, it was just like, you cannot get thought, a better Christmas than I, that. I, I, I was expecting to have that Christmas, uh, a, sem- a similar reaction uh, to what happened the previous year, you know, after a big win and I'm seeing the team uh, getting better. The, the, the problem was I, I was not able, and that's what I blame myself always, and I said responsible, I was not able to convince this new group of players on believing in things that we were doing the previous year. Yeah. Uh, because there were certain, we call them like pieces, you know, the, of the puzzle mm-hmm. that they were missing. And, uh, and, and the new ones, even if I try and I try and, and you change a little bit of personnel and things, it was, it was not that. It was not that convincement, if we can say. Also, we lost a little bit of character because I think that, you know, uh, Phil Vansley had a character. Even uh, Jack Colback, uh, it was in his year of, um, like uh, sh- wanted to show everyone, you know, my yeah. last year of contract, I will show you. Um, also, when I talk about characters, some people doesn't know. I-, I like the characters that sometimes they are not expressive, but that they want the ball all the time, like mm-hmm. he. Yeah. You know, that that's a character. When you're in a difficult situation and a guy gets the ball and then gets the ball again and he gets the ball, that's a character. You know, Absolutely. having we say in proper English, having the bollocks to play under any circumstance. That's character. Not because yeah. you make noise, you're character. And, and we lost plenty of things. And the people who was coming, they were coming to a new place with a little bit of pressure in a difficult situation because we were always close to the bottom. When I got the sack, we were not in the bottom three, but we were one, one point and it was a terrible game against Aston Villa. But it was that. It was not that convincing. And, and obviously that's when people start understanding you the wrong way. Yeah. Because I was saying the same things the year before. But because we got saved, nothing happened. Now, the year that you are not doing well, uh, now because now it was his transfer window. Now, what do you mean the transfer window? Now, because I was here at the transfer window, it's all on me. I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, those situations really upset you, you know. Uh, but if I, if I need to go back to anything with Anna Sunderland, is they asked me to stay up and to be in Newcastle. The other one is a plus. You know, those special games, I, I, I had the special games as well. You know, the 4 nil at Fulham. 4 nil it was? 4-1. Well, but what I mean is, we, we are in a situation that the team is, is, is getting better, but you need a performance to do that. I think it's January as well. That January it was. The final. Yeah. So what I mean is, you need that performance to, to confirm. So you, you got the Newcastle one, you got the Fulham one. So you know that you know, for me as a coach, I can't say to the players, have a look, watch yourself. That's you. It's not me. You know, it's not me playing three, five, two. No, it's you playing the same system, doing what we need to do every week. It's a matter of consistency. That's what the clubs get better. 
when you get that consistency. And we were not able to keep that shape and character for the second inning. The Southampton game, it felt a I little bit... I made a mistake to go forward. I made a mistake because... Did it change your first... mindset, though, and how you wanted no, to no, play? No, no. no. We, were, we were set up to play the same way. We scored the own goal, which was incredible. I may still remember that we nil nil or one nil down. We had an unbelievable penalty. Is is not in this world that it cannot be a penalty. I mean, with yeah. all the some hundred players, they stopped. Everybody stopped because it was penalty. And how it didn't give it? So then we got three nil down. We started the second half, and we started very well the second half. And I'm seeing some Hamden. It's true. This is what I'm gonna say. It's a good piece of history. I'm I'm, I'm seeing some Hamden comfortable. They're saying. And I said to my assistant, you know what, I think we can get something here. It's true. And I made you change it. I know I put Andy, uh, uh, Adam Johnson and somebody else to go and try to get that goal that maybe yeah, change the situation. Mm-hmm. And they scored the fourth. And when they scored the fourth, uh, when I said to you, and it's coming perfectly, and when you need the characters, now you need four in love. Now they need a character who is going to bring the boys up or is going to put somebody in the air in a good, proper tackle without getting sent off to wake up the, the teammates, Phil Basley. Or you need a player who's going to get the ball and say, okay, I'm going to keep the ball. We are not going to give you away, like he, because if not, you're going to be a disaster. Or you need your, you know, a special player getting you a goal back. And in the other half, we were we stopped. I, I never seen listen, four years at Brighton, nearly two, a year and a half at Sunderland, one year in Athens, one year in China, one year in well, three months only in Spain, one year nearly in, in Bordeaux. I never see one team uh, being coached by me to stop completely playing like the last 20 minutes of that game. Yeah. I got no explanation apart from a mental side. Everybody stopped. Even Lee Catamore stopped. Everybody. It was like contagious. And we started giving the ball away and doing, I mean, uh, there is goals that people is not there. Like we say, where where are we? Uh, uh, So everybody was like contagious, something really... uh, uh, things that happen one day. I imagine that the the nine nil of um, or seven nil of Tottenham and Wigan or the Man United at Ipswich, all those big. I'm, I'm, I suppose that the manager they're probably saying in a bad in a bad place uh, after that day. I, uh, you know, you you're thinking, okay, maybe you get the sack. Maybe we have to have a meeting. Maybe we have to, you know, reconsider things. But football in England is a week later, people forget about it. Like you said before, one day they were shouting against you, then you get saved and you're a hero. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't understand. And it's still a, a, the, the, the worst, by far, that black hole in my, in my career with any doubt. Worse than my three months of edits with any doubt. Do you know the game against Southampton? Maybe not in the game itself, but afterwards, did it change your confidence in the team? And I don't mean. No, Did you start. You, you start. You st- I started. Uh, the, the players don't know. Uh, I, I started having certain conversations 
with the players to know them a little bit more than what I knew him. Because at that time, you know, you think that you know the players. Yeah, sure. Now you see that and you go, maybe I don't. Maybe I... Uh, and uh, I started trying to, to find out more, more about the players personally and the characters. And uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. After that, I think it was as, as well a lack or a loose of uh, convincement. You know, yeah. like I said to you, you need to convince players within that happened. Uh, and we were basing a lot our system on organization and, and being solid and, uh, and that threw everything away. The, I don't know which date it was. I don't know if you remember. October-ish. I think, I, I think those, the first three months of that championship, that premiership year, they went away in one game. Yeah. Everything that we worked until that day, in the player's mind, disappeared completely. Uh, it was it was really uh, a turning point, probably for for the future of, of myself at the club, no doubt. Yeah, no, and, and you know what? I, I think a lot of people felt that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for whatever reason, and wh- whichever way you want to put blame or not put blame. I mean, that day is when uh, drunk people doesn't lie because when they're drunk, they don't know what they're talking about and they say, oh, with the truth. Uh, when, when, when you really, really, really touch, I cannot compare it with uh, losing a Bradford or I cannot compare it losing in the final. Well, I, cannot, I, I, cannot compare. I cannot even compare it with losing 4 nil against Aston Villa home because I, I knew what we lost against Aston Villa 4 nil. I didn't know what we lost in nil against Aston Villa. Yeah. And I went, I went to the press conference and I was reasonable on television, quite reasonable in the newspaper. And I, I, then I lost it a little bit in the radio. And I lost it because I, I was hurt. And you know that when you realize what? You know, kind of I said, uh, if you're blaming me, you know, you're making a big mistake here because I'm the same person that three months ago. Yeah. Uh, and we train the same way and we <laughs> same similar meetings. But uh, it wasn't taken the way that I was expecting people to, to take that, that interview afterwards. You know, with um, the January came and we're talking about like players, characters, mentalities um, in that January. And I know you didn't play under you too long, but and I'm only from the outside looking in. I've never met him. I just idolize him. Uh, Jermaine Defoe came in. Did he originally begin to improve that dressing room and be the kind of player that you wanted in that dressing room because of his quality, his character, his professionalism? Did you have a good relationship? I had a great relationship. I think it came in part because of me. Yeah, because uh, you played under you before, right? You played with you before. Tottenham. Uh, yes, when I was right. a coach. The situation here is, I knew that bringing Jermaine is going to bring us something that we didn't have in the team. Clinical, absolutely clinical. But I knew as well that I needed to work on, on changing the system. Yeah. Which was a little bit of an issue. But I knew it. I knew it because he couldn't be the main guy up front of his own. I knew it because he couldn't play wide. So... There were plenty of things that I needed to start adapting. And so it was a big change on everything that we convinced the players. Yes. And we were working so hard to, to make it happen. Now we need to change it because it, we were someone special. And uh, so I was trying it slowly because you cannot change things very quick. And we were started working in training sessions, uh, but we didn't have enough time. No to go to a, a different situation. Obviously as well, because then you start knowing the personnel as well. You know, 
if, if I play you in a position, and I don't know, three midfield with certain responsibilities, and now we're going to play two. Uh, now you have to have a different relation with your teammate in midfield, and you need to do certain things a different way. And for that, you need to be open-minded and be clever enough and understanding the game. And, and when we were training, I was seeing that it wasn't that simple. It will take a little bit longer. Uh, and being in the position that we were on the table, it didn't allow me to take that time. It, it, like I said to, to you earlier, I think, when you're in a club like Brighton and in, in October, you know what you need in January. Yeah. And you know that you're going to be there in January. It's very simple. Yeah. It's very simple. Because you work in, a, in an easy way. When you're in a club in October and you don't win on Saturday, <laughs> You can be out. Who thinks about January? I do, but it's impossible to plan it. Even the club doesn't, doesn't go that far. So in this situation, it was like, I knew I needed to change the system to a more classical 4-4-2 or 5-3-2, or or call it whatever you like, to play to two strikers. But I needed to do it in training slowly and seeing when I thought I had a good person to do it on the pitch. Yeah. And, uh, and we, did, we didn't get that. We didn't get that. Uh, so we didn't really, we didn't really have the time to to achieve that uh, without the players knowing. The players probably didn't know that I was trying to see things to change the system. But it was obvious that with Jermaine Defoe in the team, we needed to play different. So I've got two more questions. One's a one's a fun question, and then one's just a, a, a nice positive one to end on. Two games before you were sacked, there was a game against Hull and our old manager, current Newcastle manager, Steve Bruce and yourself um, <laughs> had, had words. But to this day, nobody really knows what happened. I, I, think, I think you would have won the fight for the record. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> he's um, big, Bruce. Bruce is big. <laughs> he's a big guy, yeah. What, big, what, 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 what happened? What happened in that? Well, it, was, we were, it was fun uh, to watch. Obviously, obviously, it was a difficult day <laughs> for me and for the squad. Yeah. Uh, it was the day after uh, the, the Adam Johnson situation. We were in a difficult situation in the league. We went there. Uh, the game didn't start very well. Everything was looking like uh, uh, the previous time I played a hole in the league where we had to play sent off. We had a couple of yellow cards for stupid things and, you know, we were getting the wrong side of decisions. I'm not saying here that I was blaming the referee. Yeah. And in one action that I think was Jarro when he got in the box, I thought it was looking like he was trapped and, and he got a yellow card. And, and at that time, I thought it was a penalty. And I watch in television and it's no chance. So no penalty whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but at that time, I had to be honest, I thought it was a penalty. And, and to take the frustrations away, I turned and I hit with the back of my foot, uh, of the shoes, the little fridge with the bottles, which was a big, solid, flat one. That fell over, down, slowly. And because the, the top was coming this way and coming, dropping this way, the top opening and the, the bottles that started coming out of the, of the little fridge. Me, I was, nothing happened. I didn't kick a bottle into the stand. I didn't, you know, like, so I turned and I saw Bruce speaking with the four officials. And I look at him and I'm thinking, you know, what, what? And then the four officials called the, the referee. The referee came in and sent me off. I know why for kicking the yeah are you sending me off in the Premier League for just kicking my own fridge you know like so 
for whatever reason in my crazy mind and uh, and it's gonna finish well this uh, this story I, uh, I I thought that Brucey was talking to the referee about that and I thought you know you, you say in English you grasp me like a, yeah you're grass you, yeah. you <laughs> so I went away to tell him that you got to me send me off you know like whatever I said I cannot reproduce and it was like a, surprised if you see the reaction of Bruce he was like, the first reaction is well, what and then he came after me you know and it was a little bit of heart attack in there. afterwards he came and we you know we cross over during the press and he asked me what happened and I told him he was I, you know I swear that it, nothing happened and one of his assistants is, is Clement you know, uh, that I play with him with Clement in Tottenham and and, and yeah. I, he said come come and I went to his room afterwards uh, to have a drink and we put everything and he swear a hundred times that he was not talking to the four officials so it was my illusion of the moment but yes i lost it uh funny enough i made one of the biggest or most important changes in swaps a uh, player in the second half being in the stand i was sitting in the director box and uh, we were losing one nil and it was a massive space on the left side massive too much space but we didn't have the 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 legs and we had Patrick Bananov on the bench and I started calling Tano my assistant saying put Patrick Bananov and, and you know we were losing I'm thinking left back you know Tano was looking looking up with the phone saying what because at that time we were able to communicate with the, yeah. with the nowadays you cannot communicate with the and uh, and he made it and Bananov went on the left I don't know if you remember put and he crossed in. and brought a score and we celebrated going in the director box in a way that we shouldn't but Emotions were running high, so we equalized. And, and at that point, it, it looked like a good point for us. So it was a, it was a special moment, yes. But luckily, everything finished well. And, and I said to Bruce, listen, that was me. It was my image, you know, that, that came to my mind. I didn't listen to him. I didn't hear anything. I just I thought he was talking about me, and I kind of lost it. Yeah, <laughs> it was fine. I was suspended, but I, I, I was yes. uh, fine, I think, afterwards. That was. But it was a special difficult day for me yeah. with the final question I suppose you know we were chatting before and, and, and we've sat here for you know a couple of hours now chatting and it's yes. been a great it's been a great chat great chat um, and there's been points where I felt sad there's been points where I felt uh, really happy emotional at, w at one point having this <laughs> chat so I suppose my question to you would be you know how would you sum up your experience at Sunderland now looking back three or four years since you've left well, first I learned a lot, and it was very important for me as a coach, as a person. Uh, I learned a lot from different point of view, football ways. Uh, <clears throat> with any doubt, it was the place where I'd been, it had the most um, uh, repercussions worldwide. Uh, I worked in many, many countries, and I can tell you for sure, 100% sure, like uh, in the Premier League, uh, at least at that time, I don't know nowadays, but I suppose it's similar. The repercussions of the Premier League worldwide were amazing. Uh, examples, I can give you a hundred, but when it comes to my mind, when we beat Man City at home 1-0, we had two days off because we played midweek against Southampton, like I told you, so I gave the players two days off. We were training for four weeks like crazy, so I said, okay, go away. Two days, and I drove down with my family, a few friends, to London. And uh, I was driving and, and I had the phone under my legs. 
and it was vibrating all the way. And I'm thinking, you know, like, this is crazy. So we stopped to have a drink and I had like 40 WhatsApp and emails and I'm thinking, wow. So then we kept going and when I go to London, I had 71 WhatsApps. Uh, it was, and, and I tell you, from everywhere. I had a guy who done the coaching with me in Hawaii. He sent an email to me saying, I just finished watching the game. It was amazing. It was like a Sunderland fan, no Sunderland fan or whatsoever, but it was, I mean, it was from everywhere. That's Premier League. So the, the, the recognition, or for good or for bad, that you can have worldwide, you know, the, the, sort of the repercussions for good or bad, they are amazing. Then uh, my feelings are, and it's very important for me mentally as a coach, uh, they asked me to do one thing and I done it. So yeah. that's the main thing because sometimes you go somewhere and you fail. It happens. You know, I, I, I went to Betis, <clears throat> sorry, and I lasted three months. They went to top 10, I was 13. They didn't have the patience and I was gone. So I, I don't know, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> if I was able to achieve it, but at the end of the day, I did it. Here I did, okay? And that's important for me. And, and the most important thing is to, to be able to know why it means that football club for the fans. I was living in Sunderland, I don't know if you know. Yeah. Living in Sunderland, in a flat in Sunderland, five minutes from the city center. Uh -huh. uh, uh, so I was in contact constantly with the people. Yeah. You know, the day I had to walk to the bank, you meet people in the street, you know, like I said to you, stopping in a traffic light and the guy's next car telling you whatever they need to tell you. And, and then you know how important football is for the football club. That why sometimes um, that can help or it can go against you because sure. you, you, you become part of that and becoming part of that, you become really, you know, you, you care maybe too much for, for the club. And, and that probably happened to us. We knew how important it was, and we were so much into the club. You know, I, I got in, involved in the second team. I didn't really like too much in my first year. Well, it was coming, and I started trying to change things. And, and people were saying, "Oh, you are against the second team. You are against the coaches." I'm not against the coaches. I, I'm not trying to change the coaches. I'm trying to change the approach of what the, the players need to to come closer to the first team and to me. Yeah. I'm trying to get better under my role. Not like um, they need to play my system, but they need to understand certain things. But at that time, it was always like, uh, you are from the outside, you are from the outside, you, don't know, you know nothing. I think it was unfortunate because in reality, we wanted to be there for, forever, if it was possible, you know, to, to really change things from underneath. Outstanding experience. Can I have another miracle? No. Miracle, no. I, I thought there were no miracles. And after going through that one, I would say that's the only one I'm going to have in my life. The main thing is I learned a lot, you know, from the final, from the season, from the, the, the summer. You tell yeah, me. of course. Yeah, I, I don't think it will happen to me, things like that again. Gus, um, that Thank was... Thank you, sir. Uh...